you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. We got a fun one today, folks. We are hitting up the fan mailbag to answer some of your biggest questions after week six. Plus, our pal Matt Okada is going to drop by with his top waiver wire targets. But let's get to some of your questions because you guys had a few that you sent to us on socialmediawebsite.com. So uh, we'll dive into as many as we can over the next few minutes. Uh, this one coming from Houston sports fan who wants to know what's the situation with Calvin Ridley. He's not droppable, but I cannot trust him in my lineup on a week to week basis anymore. So what are we doing with C. Rid? I think you just keep starting him. Like, I know yesterday wasn't a great fantasy game. He still led the team with eight targets. And this was in a game where they didn't have to throw the ball a whole bunch because they were up multiple scores throughout. I Like, Christian Kirk didn't have a great game either. He just caught the touchdown. I think with both of the Jaguars guys, you got to understand variance is a thing at the wide receiver position. They'll be up weeks, down weeks. But I think you just kind of roll with the two of them. I mean, you just kind of have to because they're the guys who are getting most of the targets. And, you know, it's really funny because for as frustrating as Ridley is and I'm not denying that it that it hasn't been a frustrating experience he's a top 25 receiver in fantasy right now so I know it's not what you were hoping for when you drafted him I think you were probably banking on him being a little bit closer to the top 10 um it is what it is uh hopefully he can turn some things around in the second half of the season because again most of the targets going toward him and Christian Kirk you gotta believe at some point they're gonna break through but the I understand your frustration 100 percent uh, Ginzu wants to know, is it safe to drop DiMercato after one week? Is it okay to drop Stevenson? Now, I think these are two very different questions right here. Yeah, DiMercato, yes. Uh, I know he was out there for the passing down stuff, but Josh Jobs doesn't really dump off as much as uh, we were hoping. Stevenson, why would you drop him now? Like, this is his best game in a month. <laughs> right? He had five catches yesterday. They started throwing him the ball again, and he gets the Bills next week, which I know on paper might look like a tough matchup. The Bills cannot stop the run. Uh, like, they're giving over five yards a carry. I, I think you roll with Stevenson again next week. Yeah, I think you can definitely say goodbye to DiMercato. Um, you know, I, Keontae Ingram looked like the lead back. He got the start. Not that he was great. Like I said earlier in the show, I just don't know that you can really roll with any Cardinals running backs right now. So it's okay to get to get rid of DiMercato. I mean, like Florio said, why Why now? Like, if anything, maybe try to trade Stevenson, see if somebody will take him off your hands and get something in return for it. But, uh, yeah, he played, you know, decent, all things considered. Um, by the way, the Raiders, 
they are a get right pill for a lot of running backs, man. Like AJ Dillon went for 76 and a touchdown against the Raiders. Uh, Stevenson has 80 scrimmage yards and a touchdown. So if you got a running back that is struggling, maybe see if you can dial up the Raiders and, uh, and give them a call and let them get on the field. So, uh, I don't know. Try to move him. Pablo wants to know, should Jameer Gibbs owners abandon ship while we're pulling the shoot? No, Pablo. <laughs> look, I understand. This is just like the Stevenson one. I understand there's been frustrating weeks, but why now? We just found out that David Montgomery is dealing with a rib injury and could be sidelined for a couple of weeks. If anything, they're going to have to start giving Jameer Gibbs the ball. No, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be at the point where I think where I'm ready to drop Gibbs. Certainly not now. I mean, it's just so much talent, you yeah. know, there. And, that, and like now with Montgomery being gone, the opportunity should hopefully arise. So, uh, yeah, I th- I, again, I understand. Don't say don't, don't think I don't understand, but I, I don't know that you pull a shoot now, especially because uh, a spot might be opening up. Last one. Lewis wants to know, should I worry about Puka? No, no, they, no. Threw, they threw the ball 24 times yesterday. <laughs> Cooper Cup and Puka had 16 of those. T- like, it, it is a two-man passing game, and if Puka holds on to that touchdown, we're, we're celebrating him again today. Look, Cooper Cup is amazing. He is, outside of Tyreek Hill, probably the best wide receiver on the uh, healthy right now, but Puka's going to be just fine. Puka's had one, like, down game. That's it. Like, why are we worrying about Puka all of a sudden? No, we're not worried about Puka. He's fine. Just hold on. Keep starting him. It'll get better, please. Uh, in case you are worried, though, and want to make some moves, we got the waiver wire coming up. Matt O'Connor will join us to talk about some guys that you might want to consider adding on your fantasy roster this week. That's next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Let's get some of the top waiver wire targets heading into week seven. Our pal Matt Okada has his list put together for the week. A couple of quarterbacks up top, Sam Howell and Joshua Dobbs. A lot of running backs. Chuba Hubbard getting more opportunities there in Carolina, especially with Miles Sanders injured. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, Jordan Mason to watch in San Francisco because of the injury to Christian McCaffrey. Daily double in Chicago with Deontay Foreman and Roshan Johnson. Meanwhile, Craig Reynolds. Uh, they're in Detroit with David Montgomery banged up. Kareem Hunt got a lot of opportunities for Cleveland on Sunday. And there's Damian Williams and Keontae Ingram, who look like the top two choices down in Arizona. Then there's Ezekiel Elliott over in New England. Over to the wide receivers. Deontay Johnson looking to get back soon from injured reserve. Should uh, check to see if he's still out there on your waiver wire. Wandale Robinson getting more run for the Giants. Josh Downs getting a lot of love in Indianapolis. There's Kendrick Bourne in New England, K.J. Osborne in Minnesota. Rasheed Rice looks like he's establishing himself in Kansas City. Jackson Smith and Jigba for the Seahawks had one of his best games of the season. 
Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati and Curtis Samuel in Washington is a thing. Everybody jump in now. And the tight ends, Logan Thomas for the Commanders. Jake Ferguson uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. They are on a bye, but maybe time to go stash him right now. Cade Otten getting some love, hopefully, fingers crossed, down there in Tampa Bay. Luke Musgrave hopefully back out of concussion protocol. And Michael Mayer starting to get some work with the Las Vegas Raiders. Time now to bring in the guy who writes our waiver wire column every single week. It's Matt Okada. You can check it out, of course, at NFL.com slash waiver wire. And uh, Okada, this is a big week for waivers because we got six teams on a bye. The Panthers, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Jets, the Titans all have the week off. Why the league couldn't have just made it four and four instead of going two and six, I don't know. That's above my pay grade, Ugh. right? Uh, but let's just let's just get going with the quarterbacks. So Sam Howell... I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he's scoring all these fantasy points, but every week he seems to be scoring a lot of fantasy points. So I guess we should just stop asking why and just kind of enjoy the moment. Yeah, I mean, I think the a nice thing about it is he's doing it in a bunch of different ways. He's done it with yards. He's done it with his legs. This last week he did it with touchdowns through three of them. And he's been good pretty much all year. He's averaged 276 yards and two TDs per game. Since week four, hit 18-plus fantasy points in four of his last five. He is the QB 12 overall in the season, despite posting what was essentially a zero in week three against the Bills. So if you take that out, he's been great. And he's got a pretty relatively fantasy-friendly schedule coming up over the next few weeks, including the Giants and the Eagles, who sound scary but aren't bad for fantasy quarterbacks. And he's got a really good receiving core, as frustrating as their usage might be, it's working out for him. I think he's a viable stream in most matchups and an every week starter in two QB leagues or deeper leagues. Completely agree with you there. And yet, Matt, yesterday, Chuba Hubbard went out and had more fantasy points than Miles Sanders has had in all but one game this season. But they're on by next week. But that's not scaring you off. You're saying still go out and add Chuba Hubbard this week. Yeah, listen, beggars can't be choosers these days, Florio. We got to get running back somehow. And if it means tucking one away when he's on on the team's bye, I'm willing to do it. Like you said, Hubbard, 19 carries, 88 yards this past week, including a touchdown. Both of those numbers were better than Sanders' season highs through the first five weeks. Hubbard took 66% uh, of Carolina's snaps, which is basically bell cow territory. So... If Sanders is still out when they come back from their bye, Hubbard is a locked and loaded play. If Sanders comes back, at the very worst, Hubbard is a really solid, you know, stash, handcuff type player. But given the fact that he's been more efficient than Sanders all year, I'm not convinced that they don't start to lean more towards Hubbard as the lead guy. And if they do that, he's got 15 touch upside. And that is really all we can ask these days out of a fantasy, a healthy fantasy running back. I mean, yeah, even before the Sanders injury, you could see Hubbard just sort of closing the gap in terms of snaps and, and touches and that sort of thing. So I, I think that just continues to even after the bye uh, in San Francisco. Obviously, a healthy Christian McCaffrey is the guy, but he's not completely healthy. At least he wasn't on Sunday. So uh, it's a daily double, either Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason. Is there one that you maybe prefer more than the other? There is, and I'm pretty sure daily doubles are supposed to mean extra money for all of us. I don't know <laughs> if that's the case here. We would probably write if CMC missed this time. I prefer Elijah Mitchell, and it's not cut and dry because Jordan Mason is the bigger back, which means he's more likely to get early down and goal line type work, and he did have more opportunity and snaps and touches on Sunday when CMC went out. However, 
Elijah Mitchell was just coming back from an injury. And Mason is a special teams guy who's going to get work regardless and has never been a starter. Elijah Mitchell, for those who forget, back when he was a rookie, he started 10 games. He averaged 15 fantasy points a game. He was the RB 15 in points per game that year. I think Shanahan might rotate these guys, but if I'm going to pick one, it's Mitchell. You should probably look at picking up both if CMC is going to be out. That makes sense. Speaking of a, a backfield where there's two running backs in play, we head on to Chicago, uh, where yesterday Deontay Foreman let us down. But earlier in the show, Marcus and I were saying the Raiders are just like a get-right spot for running backs. That's who they get next week. So uh, how excited should we be for these Bears running backs? Yeah, I'm decently excited potentially about both. Last week in the column, I said I preferred Roshan Johnson over Deontay Foreman, but Johnson was in concussion protocol. He didn't clear. Foreman got the start and was decent against the Vikings, 65 yards on 15 carries. I think Johnson should clear the protocol and be back for that matchup with the Raiders, that get-right game. If that's the case, I would add him, rank him, and start him ahead of Foreman. I think he has more upside. He's more versatile. But that being said, I'm willing to also roll Foreman out there or at least have him on the roster to see how things pan out. This is a bit of a moving part situation because Justin Fields is also injured. He dislocated his thumb. So pay attention to the news. Listen to Marcus and Florio. Keep your ears open. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I look, I like Deontay Foreman this week because there was no Rashawn Johnson. I think he still has some upside potentially. But if Johnson's back, everything points to him sort of being the guy. Uh, in the backfield to get the first crack at things. Uh, in New York, been very happy to see Wandale Robinson sort of work into the offense. He's had five targets in every single game, uh, five or more, I should say, in every single game, even if they are sort of short, extended handoff sort of targets. Uh, but they had the big game on Sunday night against the Buffalo Bills with 62 receiving yards. Uh, one, uh, are we really in on Wandale Robinson? And two, can we start a petition to make Tyrod the quarterback? Because he seemed to get all the pass catchers involved. <laughs> Uh, I would sign that petition, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, yes, I'm in on Wandale. You might remember I've been in on Wandale for like almost a month now. I told everybody to stash him a long time ago. And the giant chickens came home to roost this past <laughs> Sunday night. Uh, eight catches on eight targets. Both of those were team highs, 62 yards. Since returning from his knee injury in week three, he has drawn a target on 28% of his routes. That is stud territory. And he has an 88% catch rate on those targets. And I think he continues to progress in both involvement and evolution as a player. I think he will demand more routes, more opportunities, more utilization downfield, which should improve his efficiency. And I think he has really all the makings of a target vacuum, PPR-friendly kind of asset. Sort of like Victor Cruz of old. Once Brian Dable recognizes this and starts involving him as he should be in this offense, he could be the wide receiver one. I just want to see him break out the salsa dance if he scores a <laughs> touchdown. That, now yes. that's all I, I want out of him. Uh, Okada, another wide receiver, KJ Osborne. Yesterday felt kind of like the floor for him, but one thing that we were talking about earlier is the Vikings. Their worst fantasy games come when they win. They get the Niners next week. Not so sure they're going to win, so better days ahead for KJ. Yeah, absolutely. I think this was a 100% game script. It was about a quarter and a half in, and he had four catches for 48 yards, and I was like, Hurrah! We have a decent backup <laughs> for Justin Jefferson, and we're going to get good fantasy output from Osborne. He finished with four catches for 48 yards, which was incredibly frustrating. The Vikings just stopped throwing. Cousins threw, I think, 31 passes in the game, and he topped 44 in most of the previous games of the year. I expect Minnesota to get back to a more fan fantasy-friendly game script. 
moving forward, it's in that game against the Niners where they're likely to be trailing. There are going to be a lot of targets to go around, and Osborne is probably like the 1B or 1C behind Hawkinson alongside Addison. All those guys are going to get involved, and I think Osborne is going to be fantasy useful for as long as Jefferson is out. So we got K.J. Osborne kind of pairing up with uh, Jordan Addison in Minnesota. Meanwhile, over in Las Vegas, I mean, this was supposed to be the year of the rookie tied in, but Dalton Kincaid has been underwhelming as he's splitting time with Dawson Knox. Sam Laporte has been amazing. Michael Mayer had been just a ghost. I mean, he had two targets all season long until a couple of weeks ago. Last week, he had three targets. On Sunday, six targets turned it into 75 receiving yards so can we trust now that Michael Mayer is emerging, that he's here to, to come and play for that Raider offense? Uh, trust might be a strong word, Marcus. Let's not get ahead <laughs> of ourselves here. He's, he's still a rookie tight end. And to your point, yes, this was an exciting draft class, but you shouldn't expect much more than what Mayer did over the first month of the season. Sam Laporta is not the norm. Do not look to that for <laughs> the archetype here. What we have seen is over the last two weeks, McDaniels and the Raiders offense have made a point of getting Michael Mayer involved and he has capitalized like you said 75 yard performance in Sunday's win and what I've noticed most is he is a extremely consistent chain mover six of his eight catches have gone for first downs he's kind of annoyingly doing a lot of what Devontae Adams should be doing for this offense and that likely corrects itself so Devontae will probably bump back up to take some of this work from Mayer but with how good he's looked, if he continues to get this kind of involvement, he might be a streamable option. So I'd tuck him away on your bench if you can. Have him for the stretch. You talk about tucking some guys away. Uh, normally, I know you guys you have your guys to stash. Is there anybody out there that people should maybe try to get ahead of the curve on right now? Uh, I will say a couple tight ends that I like are Kate Otten and Luke Musgrave. Both of them are decent streams this week, and both of them have upside down the stretch. Beyond that, uh, we mentioned Rasheed Rice on the full screen uh, on the list of guys. He looks like he is, and we've said this before, <laughs> maybe stepping up into that true wide receiver one role in Kansas City. I said it last week. He had a good week. I think it continues to progress for Rasheed. He has an opportunity to be the guy, and that would be huge for fantasy. I will admit that uh, it's become a perverse little game for me to figure out which Chiefs receiver is going to go off at any given week. And Rasheed Rice might be taking that away from me in, in the very near future. Who knows? Uh, but we'll see. But uh, Matt, as always, appreciate it, man. Have everybody go check him out at Matt Okada on Twitter and go read the article at NFL.com slash waiverwire. Always appreciate it, Matt. We will talk to you next week. In the meantime, we've had a whole full show of things and a whole, oh, yeah. a whole lot of injury news to talk about, a whole lot of things that we're going to try to maneuver as we get a little bit later on in the week. So in the meantime, for us, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Tomorrow, we're previewing the first chunk of the Week 7 slate. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, the problem with the rat race is that even if you win, you're still a rat. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. We'll talk to you again real soon. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 